2: People that voted for Donald Trump, which are a lot of people, one of the great elections ever, those people are for it so much. And let me tell you, people that didn't vote for Donald Trump are for it also.
3: He says the Democrats can end the shutdown anytime they want. Harold Brown, defense secretary during the Carter administration, has died at the age of 91. The Rand Corporation, for whom he served as a trustee reporting this, Brown guided the Pentagon through a turbulent period that included the Soviet Union's invasion of Afghanistan and the Iranian hostage crisis. He also led the development of precision-guided cruise missiles and other cutting-edge fighting technology. This is SRN News.
1: Eric Metaxas can't explain what's coming from the mainstream media. If it were a private directive to Sessions, maybe you have something to talk about, but this is a public tweets to millions of people to read and they are actually talking about it seriously as though it might constitute obstruction of justice this is above the fold in the headline the eric metaxas show overnights at three on am 1280 the patriot intelligent radio
4: You're listening to AM 1280 The Patriot. Join us in giving a warm AM 1280 The Patriot to Sebastian Gorka, our new afternoon host. America First with Sebastian Gorka is live every weekday from 2 to 5 p.m. We got Brad Carlson and the Narn up next. But first, your weather forecast got a high of 36 today, a low of 34. Scattered shower is going to turn into some rain and snow and patchy fog later on. Drive safe and watch those roads. You're listening to AM 1280 The Patriot. Represent those of this station or its management.
1: Broadcasting from the corner. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities.
2: It's great to be back in Minnesota today.
1: Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act Mitch
2: Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. I am not in fact Brad Carlson. Almost no sports talk will be heard on today's broadcast because again, I am not Brad Carlson. (laughs) You will listen for two solid hours here and hear nary a mention of a pageant, much less an interview with a pageant contestant. And for that, more is indeed the pity because in some ways Brad has definitely got it going on, as the kids say, or as the kids were saying 25 years ago, I guess. Uh, My name is, in fact, Mitch Berg. I am uh, filling in for Brad Carlson today, who's off on assignment. Oh, who am I kidding? He filled in for me yesterday. He was gracious enough to uh, substitute for me as I was off on assignment. My assignment yesterday, the assignment of hosting the uh, Gun Owners' Caucus annual meeting uh, in Moundsville, and that was a, a fantastic occasion, huge turnout Uh, Double the turnout of previous years, which shows that people are starting to take the threat to our Second Amendment rights seriously. It was my great honor and privilege to uh, host that meeting all day long. And when I say all day long, I mean from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Yes, you got to wake up early in the morning to defend uh, America's Second Amendment rights. More on that. Uh, shortly here. But I am, in fact, in for Brad Carlson, who, again, thanks to Brad for filling in for me yesterday. He's normally found here on the Closer edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, he was uh, working the headliner yesterday. I am here today, and I always enjoy uh, coming in here on Sundays and doing the voodoo Brad do, because it's a little different vibe, a little different audience, a little bit feel around the station. You don't have the uh, frenetic hustle and bustle of Saturday radio going on here with people coming and going and and uh, and and just that thrum of the ozone in the air like you have on Saturdays. <laughs> no, no, it's a little more laid back here on Sundays, a little more, a little more uh, feet up in the air, kind of just do radio the way uh, it's always been done on Sundays. And so I'm glad to be here, by the way, Brad normally heard at this time, one to three Sundays here on AM 1280 The Patriot and the King Banyan radio show every Saturday morning from nine to eleven on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman, normally heard uh, Saturdays. And I'm normally heard Saturdays from 1 to 3, which is sort of the normal lineup for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, going on 15 years of broadcast dominance here in the Twin Cities, simply speaking, dominating Twin Cities weekend talk radio, ergo dominating all Twin Cities radio, period, full stop. Anyway, we've been... uh, there's just a lot of stuff to talk about here today. It's been kind of a weird week. The first week of the year is always just insane, between uh, stuff at the day job as as companies start to come out of the holiday coma, and uh, or at least kind of hit the end of the holiday coma and realize we got work to do, and so they do. Uh, but at any rate, we're uh, yeah, it, it's it's been a wild week, and it's going to get wilder because, of course, the new Congress got sworn in this past week and oh lordy uh, brace yourselves more on that in just a moment here uh, a little later on the broadcast also the new uh, session of the minnesota house of representatives will begin in earnest on wednesday actually tuesday tuesday morning and uh we'll no doubt have plenty to talk about next week indeed we will have a bit to talk about today as we do a little predicting of what should be coming up at the uh, at the Minnesota House of Representatives, there's some predictions that are absolutely deadlocks. Uh, one prediction that is a deadlock is that the DFL, with their new House majority and having yet another four years at least in the governor's office, will overreach, and that overreach will uh, cause people, at least people with any common sense, any thumb on the pulse of Main Street Minnesota, any connection. With the real economy of Minnesota as opposed to the government economy, and they are two separate and distinct things, especially in a purple state like this, uh, people who have a thumb in the and, and some skin in the game in the private sector economy will go, "Wow, what did all these bobbleheads do and and I, and I have a hunch that it, given the overreach, with a little luck and if people like you and I uh, the progressive, silent, thin majority in this state who have skin in the private sector game uh, are on the ball. 2020 could be a very different election indeed than it was uh, this past November. Well, we have to hope so because... This is going to be a fairly intolerable looking couple of years if you uh, have any skin in the private sector game in this state. Wisconsin has been zooming ahead of Minnesota for the last several years, which is why, by the way, you don't see the liberal noise machine doing what it was doing from 2010 to 2014, (laughs) i.e., Wisconsin elected Scott Walker in a Republican assembly, and look how ahead of them we are. Minnesota is not. The unemployment rate in Wisconsin is lower than it is uh, in uh, in Minnesota, and the divide is getting wider and wider. Check out the unemployment rates and the gross state products and the uh, change in crime rates, by the way, for that matter, in our neighboring largely Republican states, the Dakotas, even Iowa. Their performance is a lot better than ours. Oh, I mean, we still have all those big Fortune 500 companies in the finance and healthcare and medical device industries, and those are those are propping up the numbers just fine. But as you leave the metro area and its uh, cluster of Fortune 1000 companies, things drop off real fast here in Minnesota. And for that matter, when you get even inside the metro here, when you drop out of the Fortune 1000. The things get a little dodgier. I've reported a couple of times on an article that came out uh, last, I believe, September in the Star Tribune about local restaurant Hell's Kitchen, which, full disclosure, is a place I love to go and eat, <laughs> by the way. Uh, it's it's a it's it's a fantastic restaurant. It's one of those places that that kind of makes you happy to live in the big city just because food can be kind of fun. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm one of those guys who lived on Folgers coffee and, and ramen for many, many years and, and kept it pretty simple and plain. And truth be told, in my personal life, day in, day out, s- <laughs> 20, let's uh, just say six uh, six eating days a week, I'm probably even more plain and, and uh, plain Jane in my menu choice and my home cooking than than I ever was before for reasons that will remain offline for a bit here, but one day a week, one night a week, special occasion, out with friends, uh, out indulging in a social life. It's kind of fun to go out to someplace where the food is kind of an event. And Hell's Kitchen has been one of those for a long time. Heck, back when there was a staff at Shot in the shotinthedark.info, we held our annual meetings there. And we were glad to do it, even though their management was, and this should come as no shock to anyone who's listened to this broadcast or read my blog uh, and, and er, interactions with. The management at Hell's Kitchen, they are smug, DFL-supporting far-left progressives. Eh, that's fine. Uh, like a lot of conservatives, I'm pretty diligent about separating politics from real life, something most progressives are terrible at, but I, I digress. And I figure if they deliver something that I want for the money I'm willing to pay, more power to them. Well, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago here on the broadcast uh, a few years ago, the management at Hell's Kitchen, uh, among other progressive uh, hot-button causes, they embraced the fifteen-dollar-an-hour minimum wage, saying, "Hey, we've got uh, you know, you know, we we're we're happy to pay for a better Minnesota, happy to pay for a better Minneapolis." Well, as we pointed out a couple of weeks ago in an article that came out in September, uh, the article shows in almost as many words that the owners of the restaurant almost geometrically match the stereotype every conservative has, has of restaurateurs who like to virtue signal their approval of laws that historically burn through restaurant jobs like wood chippers going through particle board. They spent years really not paying much attention. I mean the people at Hell's Kitchen, just hilarious. You read the article and they say, yeah, no, we really didn't pay much attention to our financials. Uh, we, just, uh, we just focused on the food which on the one hand is a perfectly fine thing, another word. <laughs> in another sense, it's the road to Palookaville if you're a business owner, especially in a hostile business environment. Now, they had a wave of profits from a thriving business and a good location and a good product, uh, but almost literally they woke up morning, one morning and realized they were in some serious trouble. And you have to go, in in the article, which came out last September and which I've referenced a few times, including here on the air. You have to go about two-thirds of the way down the article to get to this paragraph here, which is so key. The restaurant staff of 180, and I'm quoting the Star Tribune here, was trimmed to 160, chiefly chiefly through attrition and by adjusting start times to better match the flow of customers, producing a wage savings of $170,000, which if you're a business owner, makes sense. But if you're a business owner that virtue signals and has spent years virtue signaling your support of higher wages and mandatory benefits for part-time employees uh, as a a way of uh, showing your social consciousness, $170,000 is 11 part-time, 20-hour-a-week jobs at the new $15-an-hour minimum wage. And those are 11 jobs that don't exist anymore. 11 college students that don't have a side hustle to pay their bills. 11 single mothers who now have to find hours someplace else. 11 people, 11 new immigrants to this country who are having to cough up 20 hours a week 300 odd dollars a week, $15,000 a year for a part-time job to fill an income gap that they didn't have until Hell's Kitchen because of these e- expansions in government power and the, the rapaciousness of government control over the business sector in places like Minneapolis and St. Paul and Duluth. And just you watch, Rochester. It's coming for you, too. Those are 11 people out there whose side hustle, whose lifeline, whose extra entree into the American economy is gone. Poof. And it's not the last ones. Because everything about this article had that sort of pungent stink of this is where things start to spiral down the drain for Hell's Kitchen. You start seeing expenses being cut. You start seeing ingredients being fudged. Yes, as it were, you start seeing uh, the the, this, this, the slippery slope going from being woohoo, the cause celeb, to being just another restaurant, to being uh, a loss leader, to being not viable anymore. Happens with restaurants all the time. Just happens to happen a lot faster when you're in a place like Minneapolis. Now, what does this now? now how do we update this? What's the latest on this? Oh, yeah, there's an update to this. You bet. Northern Alliance Radio Network, Mitch Berg in for Brad Carlson. Go nowhere. I'll be right back.
5: Imagine your business being on the first page of a search engine like Google or at the top. What could that do for your bottom line? The answer is at Salem Surround digital marketing that surrounds your potential customers with your message wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review. When they're on their computer, mobile phone, or tablet, your ad is there. When they attend a sporting event, conference, or concert, You're in front of them on their mobile device. When they walk into your competitor's store, your message entices them to visit you as well. Salem Surround takes the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you run your business while we deliver customers. Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundmsp.com. That's surroundmsp.com, connecting you with new customers. Darren College, a former NFL Super Bowl champion, signed the most important contract of his life to serve in the Army National Guard.
0: I've had a lot of military in my family. It's a big part of what uh, my family's done for a long time. I want to go out there and make a difference. I didn't find that working behind a desk, so for me it was a pretty easy decision to make. And then the opportunity to serve my community and serve my country was just icing on the cake.
5: To learn how to be part of the Army National Guard, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station
6: pro across america the billboard people i'm sure glad you're my sister addy yep you're my best buddy mom says you were their little surprise what would we do without you well you'll probably get your own gum yeah that's true but you're worth it hello my name is carrie i work with pro-life across america the billboard people If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non-political, and tax-deductible.
7: A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Go life across
8: America, the people. According
4: to Google, a local business owner like you needs to spend at least 15 hours a week to optimize their online search campaigns. I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities, introducing you to Salem Surround, the next generation answer to digital marketing for local businesses. Let Salem Surround maximize your SEO and SEM campaigns so you can run your business. Call Alyssa for more information at 651 289 4406.
2: Welcome back, Twin Cities Ed World, Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651 289 4488, the number to call. Join us, won't you, please? Make sure you join us Thursday, January 31st at the Eisenhower Community Center in Hopkins for Prepare and Respond, an event that equips you with the tools you need to protect your office, your school, your small business, whatever you need protected. Our panel of experts will cover how to put together a scalable emergency action plan for your church, your school, or your small business, uh, how to build property or facilities, security measures. And also cyber data security breaches and physical security and how to respond once a threat has happened. Prepare and Respond is free for educators, small business owners, church leaders, and IT teams. Register at am1280thepatriot.com. Very, very worth uh, the the time to attend that if you get the occasion to do so. 651 289-4488, if you got a moment, give us a call. You can also join me on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's N-A-R-N Show. That's Northern Alliance Radio Network Show. Anyway, we were talking the first segment about the slow road to decay of uh, Hell's Kitchen. And this is a a story that just keeps on giving. Uh, Now, the story was, was posted in the Star Tribune last September as... As a triumph, as a triumph over economic adversity in a boom economy. <laughs> That's the thing. You, you the, when you have stories about plucky little urban restaurants, actually a fairly big uh, operation uh, for downtown Minneapolis in the food in the uh, hospitality industry. Uh, when you have a hunt, have a story about them triumphing over adversity at a time when the rising tide has got those boats rocking, if you catch my drift, then you have to know that, that someone is finding some economic adversity out there that seems to have evaded much of the country. In other words, as they say someone out there is snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. And And yes, it could be the owners of the restaurant itself, or it could be, as the article noted, something about Minneapolis. And if you've been listening to or reading uh, the various restaurant columns uh, on local, uh, in local newspapers, on local uh, websites, among local foodie uh, foodie circles, they've been churning through a lot of restaurants lately. Now, there's always a lot of attrition in the restaurant business because f- tastes are fickle. I mean, remember when there was a cupcake store in every corner? Tastes change, fads come and go, and. No, no, it's it's no different in the restaurant industry. You find a restaurant that stays around for 20, 30 years, they are very much the exception to the rule. They are the creme de la creme de la creme, to utilize a foodie expression, I think. Anyway, when you have a restaurant go from 60 to, not zero, let's say we go from 60 to 40 inside of a couple of years... You have to look for the for the details and those details are buried in the Star Tribune's coverage of the subject. Another story that happened this past week that is closely related to this is another one where you have to look way down into the context of the story. In some ways, you have to even read between the lines to 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 see the the, the facts behind this story. Uh do you remember? I don't know if you recall this. Back in probably the 1990s, early 2000s, there was a joke that went around—a a, a series of back before they called the memes, it probably would have been called a meme. It uh, went around via email, so it's probably we're talking something before 2000 here. There was something that went around for a, a while. Uh, the the end of the world was uh, w- was announced, and it showed various headlines from various major media around the world, and from the New York Times, uh, the. Uh, the headline was listed, end of the world coming, women and minorities hardest hit. And and that's sort of the angle that large metro media likes to throw onto things. And and they do so no less with uh this story that came out this past week. And and in so saying, I, I urge you to remember the story within the story about Hell's Kitchen and by extension other Minneapolis and St. Paul restaurants. Uh, Because while they say they point out in the chirpy tone of management who's trying to put a good spin on dodgy news saying, hey, our customers should notice no big difference. They may be right. But as we pointed out in the case of Hell's Kitchen, the budget cuts amounted to 11 part time jobs or if you want five and a half full time jobs, although that's not what you usually find in the restaurant industry. You're talking 11 part-time jobs for college students, for single parents, for new immigrants, for people trying to rebuild their financial lives, people trying to work a little side hustle. There's 11 of those that don't exist at that one restaurant as of last September anymore. But boom, Gone. Now, over this past month and a half, right around Thanksgiving time, I noticed that a longtime fixture of at least 20, well, actually 30 years in downtown Minneapolis, the Arby's in downtown Minneapolis, closed up with no fanfare. It's been there forever. I remember eating down there. It's the one in the North Star Center, up up around, uh, I think, 6th and Marquette in downtown Minneapolis. And it has been there just about forever. I remember... When I was first starting my I.T. career, going down there in 1993 and walking down there with five bucks and grabbing lunch and thinking, up, I'm uh, starting over from scratch yet again in my life. But heck, I've got that Arby's uh, two roast beef sandwich and potato cakes deal for five bucks. Yum. Oh, and and Adam is over in the other room nodding his head going, yep, no. And and I, I have a hunch, Adam. Because this story is is aimed at people like us, like perhaps you are now, like definitely I was then, that people who are perhaps, like a lot of broadcast producers, not exactly rolling in fat stacks of Jacksons, this is the sort of thing that that grabs you on a number of levels. Am I right, Adam?
4: I don't sleep on money like Breaking Bad.
2: You don't Um, sleep on money like Breaking Bad. And when you are, let's just say, starting out a new career... Frequently, bargain hunting is not just a nice lifestyle option, it is fact an imperative. And when you want to have something fast that quite honestly tastes good, something that comes in for under 5 bucks or probably these days under 6 bucks, is like manna from proverbial heaven.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: 100%. And and this is true for not just not just people like like Adam is now and like I was 25 years ago when I was sitting almost literally in the same seat uh, in which Adam, Brad's normal producer is sitting today some place where you can go get a meal that you don't have to cook yourself where you don't have to spend the time where you don't have to do the cooking and the prep and the cleaning yourself or you're basically paying for the privilege of having someone else cook and clean for you is a wonderful thing and it's something that the free market has brought to people in this society like like have to this world like we've never seen before i mean for the first time in human history Thanks to specials like the $5.95, two, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, roast beef sandwich and potato cakes or curly fries deal, or the McDonald's two cheeseburgers and fries for five, whatever its five ninety five these days. I haven't eaten at McDonald's literally in a year now. But deals like that, or they have similar ones at Burger King and and all the other fast food joints that are, that are in the market today. Because of things like that, and and inexpensive food in terms of dollar of hours worked for calories bought uh, cheaper than at any point in history for the first time in human history obesity is a bigger problem than famine for so, something for which every one of us should get down on our knees and thank god every night because this is in in that respect alone the greatest time in history to be alive <laughs> i mean even when i was a kid famine was considered To be right around the corner by the same people who were warning us about global warming today, literally in some cases. Anyway, that Arby's downtown, the same one that's been cranking out those gloriously rubbery roast beef sandwiches and those crunchy chicken sandwiches and those absolutely addictive potato cakes, which unfortunately I cannot touch anymore, uh, in in the North Star building uh, for 30 years, just vanished vanished like a carnival tent a few weeks ago and it's just the last of all the big national fast food chains in downtown all of them McDonald's Burger King Wendy's Taco Bell they're all gone there's a few subways there's one Jimmy John's i think maybe two downtown right now i mean subways are everywhere subways are are like the the mice of the fast food world i mean everything else is gone there will be mice Everything else disappears. There will be subways in the world of fast food. More power to them. Viva la free enterprise. And there is uh, at least one Jimmy John's, maybe two. And uh, in, there's a few regional fast food chains. You've got a, a Taco John's uh, up in the North Star Building. Woohoo! Uh, although, again, I don't eat there anymore either. Uh, and and it's, it's a national phenomenon, by the way, but it's particularly focused in Minneapolis. All of the major fast food chains are gone. Now, just like the story about Hell's Kitchen we launched the hour with, the reasons are right there, and they're between the lines. Rents are rising, but then rents are always rising in downtown Minneapolis. Rents haven't dropped through good times and bad. They have not dropped since I've been in the Twin Cities, and yet businesses stay there. And for decades, I mean, rents rose rapidly between when I moved to the Twin Cities and, say, the year 2005. I mean, they boomed because Minneapolis boomed and downtown boomed. It would be perhaps a mistake to say that the downtown is booming now relative to 10 years ago, more now than it was in 10, uh, 10 years ago compared to 15 years before that. I'm going to suggest to you folks that the growth curve in growth, in occupancy, and in rents is not as fast as now as it was 10 years ago. I could be set straight on that. If you know your commercial real estate, by all means, holler. 651 289 4488. But the reasons this RB closed, again, as always, as always, with the Twin Cities media, are buried two thirds of the way down the story. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Northern Alliance, AM 12A the Patriot. Mitch Bergen for Brad Carlson. Go nowhere. Be right back. Seven at
3: Motorola is a motor
7: Hey, can you help me find this file? Oh, yeah, that computer crashed yesterday. It's on the cloud, though. I thought we stopped backing stuff
1: up
4: there.
7: Right, but I think it does it automatically.
1: Oh, what well, says the server is offline. <laughs> Great. Accounts payable, confidential HR files, important spreadsheets and documents. We all have them. But is that data backed up, encrypted and protected? Don't assume it is. No, it is. Join us Thursday, January 31st for Prepare and Respond, an event that will get you up to speed on cybersecurity, personal protection, and securing your workplace. Prepare and Respond is free for educators, church leaders, and small business owners. Complimentary breakfast will be served. Make a small investment of your time now to ensure you're not scrambling later. Visit am1280thepatriot.com to register and see our panel of experts.
8: You don't have to wait until you see signs of trouble to start on the path of counseling. Family Innovations Clinics are warm, safe places set apart from the bustle of activity that distracts you from what really matters. They offer counseling for individuals, couples, children, and families. Let Family Innovations help guide you through life's challenges. Located throughout the Twin Cities, Alexandria, and Western Wisconsin, each counselor carries the same mission to be the beginning of something better in you, your family, and your relationships. Online at FamilyInnovations.com.
2: AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651 289
7: Join us, won't you, please? You,
2: hey, speaking of Led Zeppelin, and I guess technically we
7: are,
2: now... Don't forget, Friday night, my band, Elephant in the Room, featuring my old producer, Tommy the H-bomb win, will be out at the uh, Outpost in Ramsey. It's on Highway 10, literally, like 100 yards west of the Anoka-Ramsey border. Uh, Stop on out. Yes, Tommy, uh, among his many other talents, does a pretty darn good Robert Plant impression as well as Axl Rose, and for that matter... uh, Dexter Holland, which, of course, in some ways is the hardest one of all. So uh, come on out. It's going to be a great time. It's a great room. It's a great place to hang out. Uh, Elephant in the Room, my band, along with uh, you know Tommy the H-Bomb, Wynn, and the rest of the guys. Friday night, 9 to midnight, out at the Outpost in Ramsey. Also, don't forget, uh, you can come on an extraordinary 10-day adventure through Israel with the Stand with Israel tour, December 2nd through the 11th. 2019, you got 11 months to get ready for this. You can explore Galilee, Jerusalem, Tel Aviv while receiving expert insight on the land and the historic sites. Enjoy wondrous accommodations, delicious food, and safe transportation on this once-of-a-lifetime experience. Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher leading the trip and providing a conservative perspective on the incredible land of Israel. Register today at am1280thepatriot.com. Get up, do it. Oh, man, I I, I (laughs) I wish I could find the time to do that this year. It sounds like a fantastic tour. Maybe we'll have to have a Narn tour someplace fun. Like, I don't know. Hudson, maybe. Anyway, we were talking before the break about the ongoing, well, just sort of soft peddling of the economic decay that's hitting places like Minneapolis and St. Paul, places that are going whole hog with the interventionist economic policy of modern progressivism, which basically takes it upon itself to provide government as the answer to everyone's problems, or at least. Uh, to posit itself as the answer to be uh, <laughs> as uh, happiness through better government or or at least more government and more government regulations, and of course, it's causing jobs to disappear. We talked about Hell's Kitchen's ten part-time jobs as of last September that went away. Will there be more? Y'all, you, know, you know where my bet is. And we're talking before the break about how right around Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving week, the Arby's in downtown Minneapolis, poof. Went away like uh, went away like a lot of mortgage brokers back in about 2007, just disappeared like it had never been there, like the wind, it was gone. Uh, And there's a lot of reasons. And the reasons are in the story and and they're honest reasons. The rents are rising, although they always do in downtown Minneapolis. And in addition to that, they pointed out rising labor costs, the rising minimum wage the compulsory sick time for part-time workers. And they also, by the way, uh, blame the tsunami of food trucks that are lining the streets in downtown Minneapolis from March through about October, which is certainly an issue. I mean, a lot of people who used to go to fast food uh, places in the Skyway when the weather is nice, are now found lined, lined up in front of the food trucks that congregate up and down 2nd Avenue, sometimes up and down Marquette, some of the other side uh, streets up farther north uh, by the stadium. There's a lot of them out there. And by the way, they're really, really good. And especially if you have changed your lifestyle in a sense that I have in the, over the course of this uh, year so far, actually of last year, uh, 2018, you can find some good food. Uh, Provided you're willing to pay for it. Minneapolis has become a place where it's really easy to get a really good lunch, either in the Skyway or down on the street for nine to fifteen dollars. Counting the tip. But it's a very, very hard place to find anything below, say, eight bucks. I've got one I can't be talking about them. Up in the sky, a little Italian place I've been going to for 15 years when I'm downtown does actually a really good low-carb platter for about $8 with tax. No tip needed. It's retail. It's really good. But you got to know it, and you got to show up and wait in line to do it. In the meantime, if you got a few bucks and don't mind paying it for lunch, yeah, I'd be nine bucks plus the tip. Don't stiff the servers. You can line up at a food truck and get yourself a really great lunch, something really unique, interesting, or supports a local business, and just plain tastes good and is a great value for nine to fifteen bucks, and that's without the tip. Which, if you're a modestly established middle class person who has managed to find some room in your budget to splurge on that once or twice a week, is perfectly fine. But If you're not, if you're, say, starting out in the workforce, if you're starting out in America, if you're rebuilding your life in Minneapolis, or if, for that matter, you just had some bad breaks in your life, external or uh, or self-incurred, that's a lot of money for lunch. Heck, that's three or four days' groceries if you're a smart shopper. The Star Tribune notes that, naturally, the usual suspects are the ones that are taking it on the chin from the complete lack of places like McDonald's, Arby's, uh, Burger King, Taco Bell, and the like in downtown Minneapolis. And I quote, remaining food options are generally more expensive, pricing out low-wage workers and the homeless who often gravitate towards city centers. Hmm. Arby's was one of the last places in downtown Minneapolis with a sandwich and fries for five dollars. That's right. There's a lot of places, sort of mid-level uh eat-in sorts of places, not walk up and, and go counters like uh, McDonald's or Burger King, uh White Castle. But uh places where you can go in, order a semi mid-level burger, uh and sit down and eat it for 10, 11, 12, 15 bucks. For your burger, fries and a beverage. Yummy? Perhaps. Cheap? No. Not cheap at all. Uh, what the heck? Let's do this since we have we, we have someone starting out in the economy here. Adam, uh, $15 for lunch. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Ooh, that's a thumbs down. Big thumbs down. Even a special occasion. You just, it's something you ever, 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 ever do. Maybe an all-you-can-eat sushi buffet. There you
4: go! But even that's a little bit low.
2: Yeah, and that's going to tide you over for a couple days. That used to be the great Pizza Hut noon buffet back yes. in the day. Oh, back when that was like 5 bucks when I was in high school. That was like a couple days' worth of food. Godfather's Pizza used to do a dinner buffet that is probably one of the reasons that the, the chain has left the Twin when Cities. When was the last time you saw one of those? I don't know, and I have a lot to do with that because, uh, boy, I could, I could load up a lot of, of stored food for a couple days at one of those back in the day. Anyway, anyway, the Strib points out, uh, remaining food options are generally more expensive pricing out the low-income workers. Uh, And I quote a quote, I wondered why they closed, because they were so economical, said Marva Overton, a downtown worker who said as she bought a sandwich last week at uh, the Twin City Bites next to the former Arby's. It was so cheap to eat there, and that was helpful to a lot of people. And it was. And and what this is, is, yes, it's a sign that downtown is home to a lot of workers who are up, The economic scale, just a tad people for whom going out for a 10 to 15 dollar lunch plus tip uh, once or twice or sometimes more per week is a viable option. People who can eat a 12, let's just say, dollar lunch, which is by no means out of the ordinary in downtown Minneapolis uh, without having to give up some other place in your life without having to take away from your grocery budget or your parking budget or your, or your whatever budget you need to keep sacrosanct to pay your bills and live. But as the article does, in fact, point out, there are a lot of people downtown who did, in fact, depend on, on those sorts of restaurants, places that did have the lost leaders uh, to get by, uh, to, to, to at least have the option of eating out anywhere. And they are losing in this transaction, in this, in this demise of all these restaurants as well. But let's also make careful note of the fact that just like Hell's Kitchen, which took with it 11 part-time jobs as of last September, the demise of the downtown Arby's took with it I don't know how many jobs. I mean, a good-sized fast-food restaurant like that can have between 60 and 100 employees, most of them part-time. Many of them minimum wage, but by no means all. We're talking a number of managers who frequently are making well into mid-five figures, which may not make all of you uh, sit up and go, hey. But I know more than a few people who work their way out of Palookaville by working their way up to being an assistant manager at a McDonald's, and uh, or McDonald's in particular, or, or any fast food Place, you know, being an assistant manager doesn't necessarily pay extremely well. As of a few years ago, I know they're making in the uh, twelve to fifteen dollar an hour range, which is twenty four to thirty grand a year. Which for a quote low skilled job end quote isn't bad. But then you move up to full manager, which is thoroughly reachable if you work hard, apply yourself, and are in the right place at the right time. I knew people who are making sixty grand a year managing McDonald's is, 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 uh, in the city here. Do the managers at Arby's do that well? I don't know, but on the other hand, it was not a slough job and it was not not a badly paid job. And they're all gone now. That's a let hun- I, I, Let's be conservative: fifty or sixty to a hundred or more jobs, both good middle class jobs and a few of them anyway, and the kind of entry-level, quote, low-skill, end-quote jobs that people go to to reestablish themselves when they get out of a bad time in their lives or out of prison or out of high school to learn how to actually fit into the workforce. They're gone! It doesn't matter to the people who are making these laws, of course, and we'll talk about why in a moment. Northern Alliance, AM twelve A, The Patriot, go nowhere. Be right back.
9: The digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts WOW11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers Build your brand and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's W-O-W-1-1 to 88988.
6: This is Michael Medved from michaelmedved.com for Town Hall. In Central California, a gang-connected illegal immigrant shot and killed a local cop who, with his wife, had just celebrated a newborn son. The 32-year-old shooter already had two drunk driving arrests and bragged on social media about his street gang membership. The sheriff's office that arrested him complained about California's sanctuary policies, not because they deliberately protect criminals, but because they block cooperation between local authorities and federal immigration officials to apprehend the bad guys. This tragic loss ought to persuade Americans left, right and center to rethink an obnoxious obstacle to law enforcement. It should also inspire bipartisan efforts to draft new laws to keep firearms out of the hands of illegals. Even the strongest defenders of the Second Amendment must recognize it was never meant to protect gun rights for those who live in the country illegally. I'm Michael Medvede.
3: Every year, a few stocks dominate all the others. I'm not talking about stocks that go up 50% or even 100%. In the last 10 years, the average stock of the year went up 2,265%. Identifying these massive winners can have a more dramatic effect on your portfolio than almost anything else you can do. That's why we're inviting you to our emergency summit, the 2019 Trade of the Year. It's free to attend. And one of the top stock pickers in the world, Dr. Mark Skousen, will be announcing his number one play for 2019. And he'll tell you about the three times your money performance guarantee. Join us at 2 p.m. Eastern on January 10th for this amazing opportunity. Log on now at the 2019 Trade com to sign up for the free emergency summit. You must sign up now at the2019tradeoftheyear.com. Once again, receive the number one pick of the year by registering for our free summit at the2019tradeoftheyear.com.
2: AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Join me, won't you please? Mitchburg in for Brad Carlson, who'll be back in his normal time next week, as in fact will I. Every Saturday from 1 to 3 is my normal time. Hey, don't forget with the AM 1280, The Patriot half-off deals program. Uh, You can save 50% or more, by the way, on great products and services in the Twin Cities. Right now, get half off on Chop Room, a two- to three-hour cooking challenge experience. That sounds like fun, actually. And much, much more. Uh, Go to uh, am980themission.com and click on the half-off deals icon or just call 651-405-8800. That's the... Half-Off Deals program with AM 1280, The Patriot, and our sister station, AM 980. The message, they're upstairs. They're they're cranking away just like we are. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Join us, won't you please? Talking before the break about fallout from Minneapolis's ongoing uh, flirtation, dare I say, full-blown dating relationship with the most lunatic ideas of progressives. And And by... Ludic ideas. I say the, the idea uh, that you can mandate uh, a higher minimum wage for uh, put it this way, manage uh, mandate a higher wage than the productivity of the actual job being done uh, warrants, without there being some economic consequences this is one of the basic rules of economics 101, or at least it was back when actual economics was being taught, and that is. You cannot make someone pay more or less for something than they would naturally do on their own volition without there being some consequences. If you force people to pay more for something than they want to, uh, then they won't buy it. If you mandatorily uh, crank up the price of something uh, above what people are naturally willing to pay for it, they will buy less of it. If you and and you'll have a a glut of that product, and pretty soon the people producing that product will realize they're not selling enough of it, and they will uh, leave the business. This is, by the way, what happened. Basically, a, a secondary result of of uh, for well, this is what you're seeing at I'm going to argue with you at Hell's Kitchen, and to some extent at the Arby's, which closed for a lot of reasons, but even the even even the article in the Star Tribune admitted, yeah, the, the wage and uh, benefit costs of employing low-income workers in downtown Minneapolis and St. Paul is making the business untenable for businesses. If you take someone who is an entry-level worker doing a job that basically, not to to dismiss this sort of work, which by the way I've never done. I've never worked in a fast food place in my life. Uh both of my siblings did and I had I, I just sat there and went, Man, I I, I can't imagine trying to I, and that's that's a reflection on me, not on them. They're both really good at heck. Both of my uh my kids have worked in the fast food business and I and I just sort of went yeah. I it's some an experience I missed for better or worse and uh, it's it was a good experience for both of them. But if you are a business owner and you figure you're getting the productivity worth seven dollars and fifty cents an hour out of these workers, then it makes sense to pay them seven fifty an hour or less to make it worth your time, to make it worth uh, the investment you're putting into them. Now, if someone comes up and says you have to pay this person who delivers you seven fifty an hour in productivity but you have to pay them $15 an hour. Well, what are you going to do? You're going to lay one of those workers off, maybe one and a half of them off, and get the uh, remaining worker to uh, work hard enough to to deliver the productivity. You're going to automate the the workspace to a great extent. For example, when the minimum wage in Minnesota went from four and a quarter to five and a quarter an hour, Along about that time, the number of, quote, burger flipper, end quote, jobs that used to be entry level jobs for vast swaths of the high school economy largely disappeared because you wouldn't any longer take a raw beef patty out of a bag, throw it on the grill, uh, wait the requisite amount of time and flip it with your spatula and wait again and then move it down the assembly line. No, they would pre-cook the patties at a central location somewhere Mm, mm, mm. and basically have them frozen, pre-cooked and microwave them when they got to the restaurant, which anyone could do. You pop a rack of them in the microwave. You hit the button. You wait 30 seconds. Boom. Hot patties. Doesn't that sound yummy? Well, what also meant was all those high school kids that used to flip the burgers, uh, four out of five of them got laid off and the other one got retrained on. The microwave. Suddenly, the productivity cost, uh, uh, as as the cost of labor went up, they found a way to extend the productivity uh, of the workers by centralizing all of the burger flipping. So burger flipping jobs have been a thing of the past in the major restaurants, at least for a good decade at least now. And you're starting to see kiosks taking over for frontline workers at fast food places. It's happening. And by the way, a big left is saying, "Yeah, we knew it would. These are terrible jobs, so let's get rid of them all anyway." Uh, missing the point here, folks. There's a shock, right? Anyway, the as these things happen, these jobs are disappearing. the 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 the, pro, the, the product <laughs> the private sector needs the productivity, and either they will uh, double up. On jobs, they will change the business process to make sure that that $7 in productivity uh, that you're getting out of a minimum age worker uh, actually gives you the productivity you need to turn a profit. Or, as we're seeing, which by the way is exactly what Hell's Kitchen has done, making the business more efficient by getting rid of workers. Or, like the Arby's did, at least in part because of this imbalance. In labor cost and productivity, they closed down the restaurant. It's just not worth it anymore. Now, to be perfectly intellectually honest, it wasn't the the the, the price of labor wasn't the only reason that the Arby's closed. Uh, the Arby's headquarters forces uh, the local franchises to push the loss leaders like the low priced uh, two burger deal, like the low priced two roast beef and uh, curly fries deal. Uh, which is a loss leader. It's intended to get people to come into the restaurant and buy other things that have higher margins, like, say, pop, which costs about two cents for a 32-ounce mug, or a cup, rather, to fill, by the way, and the rest of it's all profit. But you can get by without the pop. A show of hands to anyone who's gone out there and done the two Big Mac deal and not bought the drink to go along with it? I thought I'd see a lot of hands uh, floating around for that. That's that's one of many reasons. Yes, the fact that the rents have gone up and the building management is looking to take a new direction in the way the, the in the array of stores that are provided. Because that's right, it, downtown Minneapolis is moving up market for those who aren't moving down market. Those are all factors. But bit by bit, you're going to see fast food restaurants, the thing that serves the, 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 the restaurants that serve the poor, the lower middle class, the up and coming. Moving away from having people doing these low end jobs and moving to automation, moving to kiosks, moving to microwaves, moving to things that make the experience more efficient or just plain closing it down. Much more and we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, Mitch Berg in for Brad Carlson. Go nowhere. Be right back.
3: The IRS finally caught up with Louie. I hadn't paid my taxes in eight years. I owed the IRS a lot of money. Louie was in deep trouble. We're going to take your house, put a lien on your bank account, uh, garnish your pay. They don't care. They're going to take your paycheck.
1: Louie found out about Optima Tax Relief, the leading tax resolution firm. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, they've resolved over a half billion dollars for
3: their clients. Optima Tax, they helped me. They calmed me down. They made me feel comfortable and I trust them. Louie has a lot to be thankful for. I don't owe the IRS any more and I'm able to live a comfortable life, a better life. It was because of optimal Tax.
1: For tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Take it from Louie.
3: If you are the IRS, don't go in alone. Give Optima Tax a call. They can help you. Call 800 748 5713.
1: 800 748 5713. 800 748 5713. Optima Tax Relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com.
8: Hi, this is Tom Barrett, president of Lean Partners. We are celebrating 15 years of helping Minnesota companies dramatically improve their margins, delivery, quality, and
6: generate capacity. So, We'd like to recognize a few of our clients by having them share their story. My name is Michael Murphy, owner of Mail Handling Group, a printing and mailing company located in Eden Prairie. I started working with Lean Partners 15 years ago. During that time, Lean Partners trained us how to use lean to drive bottom line savings. With Tom's guidance and his consultants, we became an industry leader with world-class quality, delivery, and service. We also found profit we couldn't have realized without Lean. Lean Partners worked with me and our leadership team to create a solid culture of performance for the long term. There is no question that Tom and Lean Partners have been integral to my company's success.
8: Thanks, Michael. Are you interested in a customized plan to improve your business performance? Visit MyLeanPartners.com. That's MyLeanPartners.com.
9: We've worked hard our entire lives to provide for our families and retirement. We've entrusted others to make decisions with our investments. Don't you want to be in control of your financial freedom? Learn to be the best steward of your own money. Join us at Online Trading Academy for a free investing class by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone. Use keyword OTA or go to LearnWithOTA.com. Again, pound 250 on your cell phone. Use keyword O-T-A. AM
1: 1280, The Patriot is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis.